everyone welcome back to sweet wine and dry humor i'm kylie and i'm krista and we're two college besties who drink wine and talk about all things real world women and hot news all while adding our own sarcastic twist let's drink disclaimer If you hear dogs barking in the background or playing with their toys or making some noise, don't come at us. We're recording in the house because it's really the only place we can record right now. So we're human. Just deal with it. And another disclaimer, we do not promote underage drinking in any way on our podcast. So when we say let's drink, if you're under 21, you better be grabbing your water. Hi, everyone. Welcome back to another Friday. As always, this week we are drinking wine from Conneaut Cellars Distillery and Winery, Hazel Park Red, and it is a very sweet red wine. And this week we are having a very exciting topic because I'm not having a good time right now in this current year, decade of life. And we might have to make this a two-part series eventually, but this week we're talking about your 20s, the bad. Okay. Okay, we'll start with the good, or we'll start with the bad, and then we'll release the good later. The good, honestly, might just be a five-minute episode because I cannot think of a single good thing that I am really enjoying right now, other than maybe some slight glimpse of independence maybe. But also, just a disclaimer, Krista and I are only 24 years old, so it could potentially get better with time. But, you know, we haven't reached the peak of our 20s yet, like the actual age. Honestly, I'm just not going to prepare for anything to get better in this decade, and I think that's probably the safer option to just be prepared for the worst. But starting off, with a list of reasons why your 20s are awful. I think the first one is money and finances in general. Speaking of, like, you are not necessarily in the most debt you'll ever be in in your life, but I think you're in the most scary debt you'll be in in your entire life, and that directly stems from what career choice you have, which Who knows what career choice you're supposed to even make in your 20s. People are still making those decisions in their 30s even. Well, I think it's hard because, you know, you immediately come out of high school. You know, you're 17, 18. Then you go to college, graduate college, you're like 21. So we were 21 when we graduated college. And, you know, your student loans hit a few months later. Well, in your case, you went and got your master's. But, like, so I knew that was coming and growing up, I kind of always saved anyway. Right. So, like, the second those hit, I had, I mean, no one really has in college a decent amount of money put back. But, like, I'm 24 and I'm just now actually spending money on things that I enjoy spending money on. Right. Like, if I want to go get a nice new pair of shoes, I can go get a nice pair of shoes. Because I never did that. Right. Like, I just, throughout college... Any extra money that I had, I sat back or sat aside. So that way when all this shit storm of student loan debt would come in, you know, I didn't have to worry about adding it. Right. But it does suck because, like, you know, we're still paying it off. 
Yeah, and it's also scary because you talk to people who are, like, in their 40s and 50s, and they're still paying off their student loan debt, and, you know, it's easy to say and think, like, you know, what are you doing wrong that you've been paying it off for so long, but you also think about the expenses that come with being in your late 20s, early 30s, like starting a family or getting a house, whether you buy a house or you rent a house, and then you have to worry about buying a car and your car insurance and your credit card and all this other stuff that goes along with it yeah it does and it gets so stressful like because it's everything that kind of hits you at once like when you first become an adult you know everything hits you usually an apartment or a house and then you have college debt and you have um car payments you know you start going into credit card debt a little bit because you need things for the house or whatever but as you get older like you start paying things off and it at least staggers, you know, you're, you might, you, I mean, your house payment stays constant, but your credit card debt, like emergencies may happen sometimes, some may not. So you might not have credit card debt at some point, you know, and then you might need to get a new car, you know, 10 in 10 years from now. And that staggers. It's like, but I feel like tw- in your twenties, specifically early twenties, everything just hits you right at once. Yeah. And the worst part is, is that nobody gives you a how-to guide after you get out of college on what the right path to take is and, you know, what all these expenses are going to be. No one teaches you how to properly and intelligently take out a mortgage. Nobody tells you how to bargain to get a new car. Nobody explains to you that, oh, you have to get health insurance. And then, oh, just kidding. You also have to get dental and vision insurance because apparently the eyes and the teeth aren't part of the body enough to be included all in one. And nobody gives you this list that you just so desperately need. You know, you also get bombarded with like, all of these retirement plans as soon as you like get out of college and you find a new job like what's a 401k i have no idea what should i be putting aside for retirement am i even going to make it to retirement to begin with i wish that they would teach us it's not necessarily in college because in college you go to something you know you go for something more specific yeah in high school i wish this is stuff they would because not everybody's going to go to college not everyone's going to go to a trade school some people might just decide to just jump right into the work base or go into a family business or like, this is stuff they need to be teaching us before we even graduate high school. I mean, I learned to balance a checkbook my, I mean, I didn't know how, but I learned the actual accounting standpoint of it. I think my sophomore year of high school, yeah. that was it. And I had to take that class as an elective. It wasn't right. even mandatory. I think that yeah. that's ridiculous. That's how I learned about taxes and accounting and checkbook balancing and Yeah, that's another thing that really gets me going about why your 20s are so awful is taxes in general, because nobody teaches you how to even go about doing your taxes. And you can go to the online sites and you can pay however much money for them to do it for you. And as long as you have your forms, it's relatively easy. But there's a certain point as a student where there's some things that you're able to write off and some things that you're not able to write off, but nobody tells you what is eligible for that unless you like go to somebody to ask them or you just know it offhand and if you go to somebody they're probably going to charge you more money for that and you don't know like if I'm getting too much money back am I going to have to pay in like and at the end of the day TurboTax even has you like questioning like oh do I rent my house do I own my house am I single married widowed you get like because we bought our house and 
you know, just to add on to our debt, bought our house and we're getting married in the same year, we get like this ridiculous amount of tax forgiveness and refund. Oh, that's going to be very exciting for next year. I'm very excited for when tax season comes around at this point. I, I could be real. Another less than optimal reason as to why your 20s are the worst is just jobs and careers in general. Because when you start your 20s, you are going to try to get this dream job or dream career that you've always had and you quickly realize that you are not special and that it's going to be a lot harder to get it than you originally thought it was. And you don't, you might not even know like what career choice is the best for you. Yeah. I mean, I think that <laughs> the job market when you first graduate college is horrible and no one tells you that when you go to colleges or universities they just tell you like you're going to be able to get a job no problem it'll be great your experience here at the university and at your internships and stuff have totally prepared you for the interviewing process and for you getting a job you won't have any issues at all you'll be fine you'll do great and then you know they don't tell you how hard it actually is going to be because most people graduate in the spring and in the fall. So the summer and the winter to get jobs, it's like a zoo because you have all these recent graduates, just like everyone's sitting there staring at these job positions and stalking them to see if they're going to do anything or call you back or, you know, no one wants you to go in person anymore. Everybody wants you to do it through Indeed or online. After college, Julio and I moved to North Carolina I thankfully went down before we even graduated college and I got a job working at one of the gyms down there as a personal trainer and like a wellness management. But we had to go to North Carolina for a week before, like in April, for me to interview because they all wanted interviews in person. So I had to go down. So thankfully I had one lined up. Well, of course, when I got down there and started it, I hated it. Yeah. So I looked for something else, but like it took Gio almost a month of us being down there for him to find a job. And then he ended up liking his and I ended up liking it too. And I was like, that's cool. And they actually had another position open and another because it was at a Planet Fitness. I know everyone's like, oh, Planet Fitness. But we worked Monday through Friday. Yeah. We had normal hours. You know, we didn't have to work weekends. We had benefits. We had paid vacation. So we were like, oh, my gosh, it's a job that pays us. Absolutely. Right. And I took the decision at the gym that was like 40 minutes away, and he took the one that was like 15 minutes away. But it took like a lot. I mean, it was horrible. Yeah, I agree. You find out really quickly that no matter how much your university loves to tell you that you are so much more qualified than anybody else who didn't go to the same university and how you're going to stand out much more, that it's not actually true and you have the same qualifications as a lot of other people who are applying to these jobs. It's like the Hunger Games and it's or registration day when you have to sit at your computer with your R pin and the codes for all your classes. And as soon as it hits 8 a.m., you have to type them in as fast as you possibly can. And, you know, that's kind of how it is with the job hunting process. And it's really hard to try to get in contact with people sometimes because some people will have emails that you can follow up with, but you don't always get responses. And other times people don't even list their emails for good reason. So you're just sitting and wondering if you're out yet or not. Yeah. I mean, 
it's, it's hard. I mean, it sucks. I can't, after that viewpoint, like when Julio and I decided to put on our two weeks that North Carolina wasn't for us and we moved back up to Pennsylvania two weeks after we just decided. And then once our two weeks were up at the job, we moved that next day. Like there was no (laughs) weight on it. But I mean, even trying to find a job up here, it was horrible because we moved up and all. So we knew from that two week point, we started immediately looking for other jobs up here. Then, you know, we got back up here at the end of October. It wasn't until like December where we met up with the physician that we are doing rejuvenate with. Right. So, I mean, in that case, it lucked out just because he had this idea as well. And we kind of knew him through mutual people. So, I mean, we really got lucky with that because we love what we do now. But like trying to find a job prior to knowing that that's what we are going to be doing was impossible. And everyone hypes it up like these positions seem awesome. So when you get an interview, you're really excited. But when you go in for the interview, you're like, this is not anything of what you said online. Right. And then you also have the issue that you are so stuck on one specific job or maybe even like two specific ish jobs when you are at the end of college and like when you graduate and then you go on to the job force and you realize like, oh, like I can't find anything in that area. So then you're like, okay, well maybe I'm willing to bend on one thing. And then you bend on two things and you bend on three things. And eventually it's like, well, how much am I willing to bend on before I can even find a job? And am I going to like hate it? in the first month that I'm even there. Yeah, and I think it's really even more frustrating because the student loan people really don't give you that much time. They give you a couple months and then go like, okay, you got to start paying. And another tough thing about student loans is that they don't tell you how to even go about paying them back. Like they give you one specific date. And if you have multiple out there telling you that you owe or you're projected to owe this much on each specific loan. And sometimes that that's not even feasible for a job that you find because you had to bend on so many things to begin with. And, you know, nobody tells you like, well, should I consolidate the loans? Like, should I not consolidate? Like, how do I do that? Like, who is the best person to go through? Like, do I hire somebody to do that? I think another one of my, like probably my largest pet peeve in what I hate about being in my Mm twenties is you are an adult, like you are financially independent and adult but everybody still feels the need to tell you that you're a baby or you act like a child or, oh, you're still just such a kid. You're still so young. You're still this. And it's like, I'm doing all the same things that you are. It's just that my age is half of what yours is. Like, I'm sorry, Karen. Like, do you want me to wait to get on with my life when I reach your age? Like, that's just not feasible to do. I get so frustrated with that. So like, oh, you're so young, you know, you're 20s. You're supposed to be carefree. You're supposed to be this like, no, because if I'm carefree in my 20s, then guess what? I'm going to be screwed in my 30s, 40s, 50s. I, I don't know. Like, I'd rather be an adult now and, you know, take care of my shit. So that way, when I am 40s and 50s, if I want to take a two-week vacation, I can. Yep, and it's just so easy for everybody to assume that all younger people have that kind of mindset. Yeah, you're young. You're carefree. I'm like, okay, boomer. Shut up. Yeah. And I think another point to bring up about your 20s is that you always see people on wherever, like getting married, having kids, getting pets. So then you start to question yourself, like, should I be 
making the same decisions like should I be getting married should I be staying single like what is happening I think social media kind of goes into that concept again um I think social media has a lot to do with it because I find myself comparing myself to everybody yeah like and I have I follow people of all ages I follow people that I used to teach in dance class Mm -hmm. I follow people that are in their 60s that are on Instagram why they're on there I don't know but I do and it's because you know even people that I went to school with some of them are out partying every single night and going yeah. getting drunk every single night. And then I have some, and they're happy doing that, which that's good for them. That's great. That's, then I have other people that I went with that they just got made, just had their first or second kid. I think a large majority of it is like just based upon a timeline for yourself too, because there are some people who are completely comfortable with getting married and having kids young and like that was the right step for them. But then there's other people who like don't want to have kids until they're later. And I think that's also fine. It's just kind of what you want to do for yourself and don't let social media influence that for you. I think another thing about your 20s that at least everybody questions at one point or another is if you are drinking too little or too much. Yeah, I mean, it's kind of like I don't turn to alcohol for comfort by any means because, you know, I've had some family issues with that in the past. But I will say that even coming home and having a couple glasses of wine after a really shitty day, in a nice bubble bath if there's a very comforting feeling that accompanies it no and there's nothing wrong with that you know as long as it's in moderation and it's not affecting like your daily life it's only really drinking too much if you are depending on it or if you schedule a specific time where you're like okay yep this is my wine time i'm having this like if it's something where you come home and decide to have it i think that that's fine i don't think any i think you're drinking too much if you lose control yourself but I think the last point that I wanted to discuss about why your 20s are bad is that you realize very quickly that your friendships can be very fragile and that can sometimes be a really hard concept to grasp. I think that, you know, you're after you're done with college, your college friends sometimes fade away and you're not as close with them anymore because they move and you move. And then if you come back to your hometown, you often find that, you know, your hometown friends have fizzled out as well but then that also makes you set up to succeed for future friendships or the very few that you have kept throughout those years i mean i agree but i also think some friendships ended just because people grow and change like there are some toxic friendships that i had in the past and i'm glad that they're over not that i would ever wish anything bad on anyone like that's not what i'm saying but the, our personalities just didn't line up anymore. So I'm glad that those ended because then they can grow as a person and I can grow as a person. But I think it's hard because, like, okay, yeah, we're all, our friendship's a really good example. So, like, you and I have been friends since, what, like, 2017? Yeah. yeah. So for three years, you and I have been friends. I feel like I've known you my whole entire life. Right. Then, you know, our other friend, which I now consider all of us like in a friend group, Kristen. Right. I've been friends with Kristen since I was nine years old. Right. You know, and then there's Kayla. She's my cousin. So we've been friends since we were born. But like, I don't know. I feel like those are relationships that have actually gotten stronger throughout the years right. and like stronger as time goes on. I find that if you disagree with a friend, 
in most cases, they will just straight up tell you you're wrong. They'll snap your neck and then they'll be like, that's it. I'm done because you're an idiot. As to where when you have a mature and a really strong friendship bond, you can have different opinions and talk about different things and just kind of agree to disagree in some things. And like there are things that you and I talk about specifically in politics (laughs) that we learn a lot from each other. Like I'll tell you things like, Oh, Hey, did you see this? And you're like, Oh no, I'll go look into it. And you'll send me things and I'll go look into it. And I think that that's a really good thing to have because then it kind of expands all of our horizons. Yeah. I think sometimes it's hard to realize that friendships just kind of like fizzle out and there's really no rhyme or reason for it. And then you just drift apart and you can do all you want to try to keep it together. But at the end of the day, if it's just not meant to be in a friendship, then it's just not going to be. And I think it's also okay to realize like everybody is very busy anymore. And if you feel like that you're putting in like 150% towards a friendship or you're only getting like a 40% effort back, then it's okay to realize that and cut it off that way too. Yeah. I mean, there's definitely going to be times like where I'm going to need a little bit more support from my friends than me giving them support. And that's fine. It's all about balance. Like, There's going to be times where you have a really bad day or I have a really bad day. It's just more or less, we just know to be there. You know, we can tell when that happens because we all know each other so well that we can pick up on it. So in those cases, you know, like I said before, you have such a strong bond. It's okay to, you know, bend and flex a little bit. Like, Maybe you're having a really rough week and you're like, so I'll give 110% that way, you know, because you need it. There are some friends that see it that way and they're like, now it's one thing if you're putting in 110% all the time and never getting anything in return. I think that's a load of shit. And like you said before, that should be just a mutual understanding between you and the person that you are in a friendship with. And there shouldn't ever be a time where it's like, oh my God, like, you know, I don't, I don't want to help this person. And they're just always like dragging me down. And, you know, I think at that point it's time to have like a nice reality check. Like maybe this isn't the best friendship for you. Yeah. Like you shouldn't ever be upset or stressed about seeing one of your friends. You shouldn't want to have to cancel your plans all the time or like feel down and like defeated by just being around the person. But I'm sure as the years go on that I'll get more. In a few years we'll have to do a in a few years we'll have to do a catch up with the where are we now? Do we still have the same thoughts and feelings? Did they get better? Did they get worse? But with that, we are going to end the episode here. We hope you enjoyed listening to your 20s, the bad, potentially part one of the series. And we will see you next week. Bye. Bye.